The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. DraftKings brings you same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more. You can download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code VOXMMA. That's code VOXMMA for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 and over, age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligible and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. Bear with me, friends. This reminds me of The Sims music. All right, we're live. We're officially live. And this time, no kid at school to be picked up. It's nothing stopping us. We could chit-chat for as long as we want. So uh, thank you for joining us as we welcome you to the MMA Fighting UFC Vegas 14 post-fight show. I am Mike Heck. No fancy Fedor sweater tonight, but happy to be joined by the rest of the horsemen. Jose Youngs is here. E. Casey Lydon is here. AK Lee will be joining us, but he's not here quite yet. But uh, they're <laughs> coward, <laughs> coward, show your face, AK. Where are you, Candy Lee? I don't know what's funnier that image or <laughs> the, the image of Shorty Torres's empty chair during Between the Lengths. Just amazing stuff. But uh, we, we promised yesterday during the shortened pre fight show preview show that uh we would make it up to you so we're gonna answer a lot of questions tonight but we're gonna talk about the main event first let's talk about Rafael dos anjos he got me all sorts of fired up with his walkout song walking out to kumite from the movie Bloodsport, a plus entrance song taking on paul felder who replaced islam makachev on just five days notice the fight was grueling it was fun both guys brought it rda was super impressive when the action went to the cage walls and in the end Former champ gets back in the win column with a split decision, which is just ridiculous. I'm sorry. I love Paul Felder, but to score that fight for him is just it's just absolutely ridiculous. But uh, Jose, thoughts on that main event? RDA's return to 155 and, and a very successful one at that. Uh, it looked like Rafael Dos Anjos had been in a full fight camp and Paul Felder had not walked into an MMA gym in, what, four months, four weeks, whatever he said. So uh, Paul Felder looks great offensively, uh, especially in the, uh, the early rounds, like he would look real crisp, look quick and everything. But that just goes to show you that he's been doing kickboxing Muay Thai so long that it's not hard for him to just get off the couch and get in a fight. But his defense just wasn't there. Like he was getting hit a lot. He was getting tagged a lot with the end of RDA's uh, strikes and he couldn't stop the takedown. And he, he, he was holding his own on the ground, but his timing just wasn't there defensively. Offensively, it looks like he had he had, hadn't missed a beat, but I just don't think the timing was there to try and avoid any damage coming his way. But it is what it is. He took the fight on five days' notice, so don't hold it against him. Uh, 
it's pretty much I thought RDA might get a finish at some point in the later rounds, especially if you took him down with one of those uh, arm triangles, arm chokes that he he's put so many fighters away with. But Paul Felder held him off, survived, lost. Should be a unanimous decision. I had it 5-0 RDA. I can see the I can see the argument for four one Felder, but no, there's no way in the world Paul Felder won three of those rounds. I think even Paul Felder looked surprised uh, when they read the scorecard. So yeah, RDA five zero on, on my scorecards. Yeah, it was it was just one of those fights. Like Felder had his moments. It looked like maybe the first and second round were were kind of close, but then RDA just kind of took over with his just that grueling. You know, game plan that he always brings to the table. He looked fantastic tonight. Casey, you were on the preview show yesterday and you predicted that this main event would be, quote, a five round snoozer. You could not have watched this fight tonight and thought, oh, man, this fight sucks. Like the fight was the fight was great, was it not? But all kidding aside, what, what did you think of it now that it's over? I said I said a five round snoozer in the sense that it's going to be a. I thought it was going to be a dominant win, much like uh, I thought it was going to be a. a RDA versus um, Anthony Pettis type performance, which I feel it pretty much was. Uh, I mean, what? No, it wasn't a snoozer. It was definitely fight of the night. It was actually more exciting than I thought it was going to be. But I felt if RDA wanted just to hundred percent use that wrestling, it could have been a snoozer. But I think RDA wanted. I think I think he wanted an action fight, and he got one. But I think he also is a very smart fighter, and he realized, oh, if I'm if I do this all stand up, yeah, maybe. Mr. Felder, but I think if I use my wrestling, use my all that training I used to train for Islam, I'm, it, it was just a, it was just a smart 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 move by um, Mr. Um, Dos Anjos. And look who we have here! Hold on, hold on. We have a we have someone calling in right now. Who who is this? <gasps> it's my best friend. Hey, I, buddy. Oh, <laughs> thought I'd. Uh... Didn't think you'd have it set up. That I had to go through the. What's going on, everybody? Yeah, well, yeah. welcome to to the live post fight show. Oh, exciting! Okay, yeah. well, back back what I was saying. Um, what was the question? No, um, it wasn't a snooze fest, but um, it. I, I think Jose actually said it. it was. It looked like RDA on a full camp versus a very very good striker with no camp who was training for a triathlon. <laughs> AK, uh, welcome, welcome, and uh, you were looking at this fight. I believe it was like almost like a similar comparison to like the Robert Whitaker versus Jared Cannonier fight. Like there seemed to be sort of like a you felt there's like kind of like a blatant disrespect towards RDA, but this is one of those like don't you know who I am type of performances from Rafael Dosages. Like you said on this here channel that RDA heading into this fight, despite not being in this division over the last four years was a top five lightweight in the world. Do you feel vindicated right now after tonight? Uh, of course I do. You guys all, <laughs> Casey, <laughs> me, Casey what? laughed at me, <laughs> laughed at me when I said he was still top five. I said, I'd put him above Daniel Hooker. I said, that's, that's for me is like the kind of top five, top six. And I said, I put, I put RDA up there. Uh, yeah, he looked, he looked great. I think, I think Casey's right as well. Yeah, it's, I, I mean, it's literally what he described. It was a, 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 tra- a trained, a very highly trained, well-prepared fighter versus a guy who just admitted uh, post-fight that uh, uh, Paul Felder said that he hadn't been in an MMA gym in four months. And frankly, he didn't look that, I think he didn't look that bad. I and mean, you heard, if you heard Bisping on commentary, he was definitely bigging up his boy a lot. Um, but yeah, there was a lot of truth in that. He actually did. He, he he did he did look uh, look strong at moments tonight, especially in the stand up. Of course, grappling was a whole other story. This is something we discussed on pre fight show, right? Where it's 
Now, when you're facing someone like RDA, it's not just about being in shape. It's it's his skill set is so diverse that um, if you're not drilling a lot of the things that he's strong at, uh, not just the wrestling, but um, RDA kept catching with that straight left hand. I mean, that's something that again you would catch, you would you know you would pick up on in training, and you would drill, not getting caught by that little things like that. And and you only have uh, 25 minutes to adapt. And uh, I think I thought Felder did, did a great job for for what it was, but. Uh, that grappling of RDA is on a whole other level. So yeah, I stand by it. I think he'll see a num- he'll see a number back next to his name again this week, and the rankings come out, and I think it'll be uh, number five. Jose Paul Felder had a great speech during his post fight interview. He basically called out the fighters who missed weight, saying that you know I haven't been in an MMA gym in four months. I still got on the scale. It sucked, but I got to one fifty six. I did my job, and then I went in there and fought five rounds. But the more importantly than anything, he said that I'm not going anywhere. I'm still going to fight. Are you surprised by this? Because it seemed like a lot of people felt this is going to be the swan song win or lose for Paul Felder. And it seems that that is not the case. Well, I think I said it on the on the preview show. If he did lose, I think it would be a matter of how he would lose would determine uh, if he sticks around or not. If he goes, if I said if he goes five round and it's a close fight, or if he looks any sort of competitive and doesn't get finished, he'll probably come back just because he is the the, the type of competitor that he is. But the fact, uh, if if he had just got gone out there and what happened to uh, uh, Chaos Williams' opponent happened to Paul Felder. You probably wouldn't be fighting again, uh, just because he, it was like a litmus test for himself to see if he could hang in there. He lasted all five rounds. So no, it doesn't surprise me that he wants to come back. He's was super fired up. He didn't look like like you said, like we all said, five days notice, and he was actually competitive against a former champion. So no, I'm not even remotely surprised that Paul Felder's coming back. Uh, there's also there's a with the addition of Michael Chandler uh, in the division, Paul Felder uh, like. Now, I don't want to say coming out of retirement, but confirming that he's not heading off into the sunset. Lightweight, just I know everyone talks about bantamweight, women's strawweight, uh, men's welterweight, and all this stuff. But I have been saying the lightweight division is the best division in the UFC, and I just think that these two these additions to the the top ten just con- uh, reaffirms it in my mind. Well said, uh, AK. We're going to save our you know, our fight predictions for on to the next one. But Casey, if you are the UFC, if you are the one with the book right now, what do you do next with RDA after tonight's victory? Mark and Jeff. <laughs> like, that, that guy still, I mean, is he still, I mean, I don't, we don't know how, how it was a staff. They said uh staff infection. Was that what it was? It wasn't, wasn't the runner, right? Staff infection. So, um, yeah. Which also could be a week. It could be six months. I mean, guys have you no know, staff infections can be really bad. So we don't. We just don't know. Assuming Markachev isn't um, available, it's actually that's the thing with that's the thing of RDA. Like he's that's that's always kind of been the problem. Already, there's no real storyline with him. It's just like yeah, it's like he's good and he's he's a high level fighter. So I think any fight's really good. I can't. Hooker, I don't know anyone. It's like I don't think there's, I don't think there's really a particular. Oh, I gotta see RDA fight this guy. That's kind of maybe that's actually kind of a problem as far as like the UFC building him. Like, there's no like urgency to see RDA fight a certain guy to me at least. So that, 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 that was a very non-answer for you. Oh. <laughs> um. Well, I think it just just I'm gonna base mine off of um. What do you call it? Try, uh, process of elimination. So I'm assuming Poirier and Connor are going to fight in January. I'm assuming Tony and Chandler are going to fight either December, January, February, whatever you want. So process by elimination. And I'm assuming he's not going to fight Habib. 
uh, because he already lost him. He's not anywhere near the title. I wouldn't mind Rafael Dos Anjos versus Justin Gaethje. I think that's an absolutely awesome scrap uh, for both men. I mean, uh, Gaethje has had beef with Paul Felder in the past. If Paul Felder had won, I think that's the fight I would have wanted the most. So in my mind, I'm just going to keep just replace him uh, with 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 Rafael Dos Anjos or the Dan Hooker fight. That's an awesome fight. The Charles Oliveira fight's an awesome fight. Again, Rafael Dos Anjos, because uh, when he left the lightweight division, the, yes, there were a lot of these guys in the top 10, top five, but right now, I think it's the best it's been in a long time in terms of pettiness. Anyone in that top five out, outside of Habib, if he does retire, could be the champion. So uh, my answer would be Gaethje or Hooker, but selfishly, I would want the Justin Gaethje fight because that, that's just a violent scrap between two guys who just continuously move forward. I like it. I like it. It's definitely something to think about. Uh, the bonuses for the night have come out. Uh, fight of the night, Rafael Dos Anjos versus Paul Felder. I don't think anybody's really surprised by that, but if you're Kay Hansen and Corey McKenna, you're probably like, oh, you got to be kidding me right now. Uh, and then the performances of the night, pretty obvious. Chaos Williams is getting one of those 50G bonuses. And then uh, Sean Strickland, with a wonderful performance against a, a really tough guy in Brendan Allen. He gets it done. He gets an extra 50 G's, two wins over a 14 day stretch for him. So a uh, pretty good night. So at this point, I mean, we talked about the main event, but we owe the listeners some time. We owe the listeners some questions after yesterday because we were kind of pressed mm-hmm. to press for time. So let's go to the peeps. Let's yeah. go to the peeps to see what they have to say. We can uh, mm-hmm. talk this car. We can talk a potpourri of different MMA topics. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. DraftKings brings you same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more. Don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down, and new customers to DraftKings can bet 5 bucks to get 150 in bonus bets instantly. You can download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code VOXMMA. That's code VOXMMA for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just five bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 and over. Age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligible and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. While uh, while Casey digs this up, I just want to say, uh, like you said, Mike, we'll wait till our show uh, uh, you know, in the next couple of days to, to do our official, like, who should he fight next? But um, I do think one thing that makes it so difficult for him is that he is willing to fight anyone. I mean, he uh, he has that reputation. Yeah. Uh, so I think it was a lot of people, I think Luke Thomas, one of them, was tweeting out, like, sort of, oh, here's the last, like, 10 guys that RDA is fine. It's an insane list of people. Uh, for someone to fight and like not and i mean he's got title shots in there so it's not like he was only getting tough competition and not being rewarded for it uh, he's been rewarded accordingly but um yeah he's he's just fought a murderer's row his entire career uh he hasn't an easy fight in forever and uh and he'll fight anyone and the ufc knows that so unfortunately that's uh, that kind of makes it difficult to fantasy match make because he won't he won't say no am i the only andrew nally asks am i the only one who thinks chaos williams versus nico price would be crazy of course, that would be crazy, right? <laughs> what, what do you think about that? What do you think about that, Jose? Only one. I like I the like, I like the, I like the fight as a fight, but I think 
like Nico is at that point where he should be fighting. Like he just fought Donald Cerrone. He just fought Vicente Luque. Like I, I really like Chaos Williams as a fighter a lot, and I like Nico Price a lot. There are just other names I would choose Chaos Williams to fight first before he gets Nico Price. Like again, but if they make that fight, I'm not going to complain. That fight is awesome. I just think it might be a step back in terms of name value for Nico Price. And I, yeah, I know he Chaos Williams is the big guy right now, and we've we joked that he's the he should be the Hamza, he could be the fighter of the year if he gets one more and fine, but he's not that right now. <laughs> That's there's a lot of what ifs. Like could he? Could he? Could he? I'm already asking why, right now. Why, why is it Dana selling him like that? Yeah, because it's Dana White. It's and <laughs> at eight fifteen p.m. Arizona time. That is not what Chaos Williams is. I would like to see Chaos Williams fight Lizette or Lizez Minier. Is that his name? I can't even pronounce his name. I would like to see that fight, considering they're the last two guys to beat Abdul. I can never can't pronounce. This guy's name is Razak. Uh, the last, yeah, the the last two guys to beat Razak. Uh, I know Sean Brady broke his nose, so he I wanted that fight, but that fight's not going to happen. The Bilal Muhammad fight I like too, just so if you want to slot him in against Bilal Muhammad or um, uh, uh, Michelle Pereira. I know Alex Ooh. always wants to bring him up. Any of those fights, I'm down for. But Nico Price, I think it would be a step back in terms of name value. But I like the Lizzez fight considering they're both coming off really impressive wins over the same opponent. And Lizzez was supposed to fight on the Fight Island card. Uh, before he was pulled for testing positive for COVID. So he, if, if they are going back to Fight Island in January, February, March, and Lizez wants to stay on that card, I think that's a fight that I would be very interested in. It's interesting. Yeah, we were we were talking before we hit record about you know comparing chaos to Hamzat because, I mean, Hamzat has to be brought up on all of these shows at least once. <laughs> but, I mean, look, just, just, just look at the resume right now. Done. Look at the UFC resume. Chaos Williams has fought twice in a total of 57 seconds, and he's knocked yeah. out Alex Morano, who just had, I believe, his 11th or 12th who UFC appearance. Who just beat the right? guy that Hamza beat. So, naturally, he's getting the welterweight title shot. <laughs> Move over, Leon Edwards. You're back. You're unranked again. You're unranked, Leon Edwards. You're out. Maybe. Hey, listen. Like, you know, there is there is there is a lockdown in the UK right now. You never know. Maybe they they thrust oh, chaos into not. that spot. I don't. Is, is I don't think that's gonna happen. Alex is there such Morona. thing as a non-crazy Nico Price fight? Like you kind of Nico kind of, Price. I'm just looking at it's like it's kind of he hasn't had a non-crazy fight in like te, like ever. I'm looking at his entire career. I don't think he's had a non-crazy fight. Nico Price fights start at crazy. And then you you work. I mean, you have the potential to work back from there. Usually, they start at crazy and escalate from crazy. So uh, chaos, yeah, would be perfect. I mean, you, you couldn't ask for, for a better matchup. So Andrew Nally, you are correct. Uh, no, sorry, you're wrong. You're not the only one. I'm pretty sure all of us are thinking Nico Price versus Cass Williams or anyone uh, is a crazy fight. That would be a crazy fight. RDA versus Chandler, similar size and good first test for Michael Chandler. Jose, what do you think about a RDA versus Michael Chandler possibility? I love that fight. I, I I absolutely love that fight. I just don't think I think Michael Chandler is going to fight Tony Ferguson, considering um, Michael Chandler wants a big name and since and he wants to fight Tony Ferguson and Tony Ferguson. It's like any like any time the UFC can get Tony Ferguson into the octagon and any sort of happy is a win because it seems like him and the UFC are always at odds. So if Tony Ferguson is asking for Michael Chandler, I have, I imagine that's what the UFC is going to do, but say Michael Chandler or say Tony Ferguson gets hurt or whatever, it was trips on another court and Rafael dos Anjos decides to back up his own words and say, I'm always ready. I'll fight. And they throw in RDA versus Michael Chandler. I'm not going to complain. I like. I mean, I like the matchup. I just wish, 
you know, I mean, good on RDA for calling out Chandler, trying to be opportunistic. 100%. There's nothing wrong with that. We, we knew that wasn't going to happen. No, you got to do what you got to do. Exactly. Planting the seeds for down. Like I said, if Tony Ferguson can't make it, because we all know Tony Ferguson is no guarantee he's going to make it into the octagon uh, if he signs a contract. So if, if RDA stays ready and backs up his words and he goes, look, you turned me down because you weren't going to be ready, but now I'm ready to fight you on short notice. Like, and Michael Chandler can't turn that down after that, at that point. So he's already in camp and all that. So I, if, if, if RDA is going to be on standby for a possible Michael Chandler fight, awesome. I'm all in. Do you think the UFC That's, wants that fight though? I don't know. I think at That's this something. point, um, it's hard to say, but just, I, I don't know. Uh, who would, if, if Michael Chandler gets a main event, and they need someone to fight, I don't know where, Fight Island or the co-main. I assume, I'm assuming it's going to be five rounds um, or a co-main event. What lightweight would be ready to go? I don't think Dan Hooker is going to get to the U- United States if it's in the United States uh, because he's. I don't think he wants to go through all that again on short notice. Um, Charles Oliveira, maybe, but is he in Brazil too? Um, so I don't know. This, I'm, again, I'm just doing process by elimination. Yeah, RDA had his whole camp in Brazil too, so... If, if it's the next man up, so be it. But if Dos Anjos is the next highest ranked person available and Michael Chandler really wants to fight on the specific date he signed for, I don't. I think the UFC would be fine with it. But again, who knows with the UFC? Yeah, I mean, I, I would like to see the fight. I don't think it's going to happen. I'm with you. I, I mean, the UFC has been, been promotionally pushing Michael Chandler pretty hard. I mean, he got his own promotional package you got his own interview at ufc 254 i mean i know he's the backup fighter and all that stuff so maybe they're just like giving him some props for that but they're they, i mean this is a big deal they, they think chandler's a big deal signing for them so I, I think it will end up being the ferguson fight ferguson made that video that you could see on mafighting.com calling out chandler for december 12th and after losing two main events you still get a really good title fight between aljamain sterling or piotr jan and aljamain sterling champion first pal but um, <laughs> you throw that as a co-main event, that's that's awesome. You're getting a bunch of pay-per-view buys for that one. That that's a good little uh, good little appetizer for the title fight. AK, your thoughts on uh, yeah all of this? RDA Chandler would be a hell of a consolation prize to some of the other you know Chandler uh, matchups that have been out there. Four years ago, I mean, this would have been a dream fight, right? I think you know that's when uh, RDA was champion. Right? He's coming to the end of his championship run. And uh, Chandler was, in, I think, in the middle of one of his championship runs. So that's really like that's really the beauty of MMA, isn't it? Um, and and kind of also what keeps the UFC why they're number one, you know, for all of its for all of its many flaws is that they can still produce matchups like this. Which even four years later, I think you put those two down on paper again. It's it's maybe not the top fight that Chandler would want right now, but man, Chandler and RDA, you got you're getting a lot of fan interest there. Yeah, maybe not a main event, probably a fight night main event if you, if you want to roll that out. But otherwise, yeah, really high profile. Uh, pay-per-view co-main event, man, that's a fun, fun fight. So, yeah, I'm all for it. Two good suggestions so far. Well done, comments. Well done. Zero chance. I might steal some of these. Zero chance. Zero chance it happens. Zero chance. Zero. I. There's no. M- there's my, no zero my, minus injuries. Minus injuries or people right. popping for the Rona. Right, but yeah. outside, outside of an official signed full yes, camp yes. fight, zero chance. It, it won't be the original booking. Well. Yeah. There's no chance that it's the original booking. <laughs> yeah. I, I there's no. <laughs> There's no chance that's the fight they try to make. This is only going to come yeah, down. Yeah. It's going to be like a Nate Diaz situation. Yeah. Where he's like, yeah, I'll fight on 11 days notice. So being being MMA, it's like a 98% chance. That yeah, so it's definitely it's happening then. Okay. <laughs> it's going to be the main event next being, week. <laughs> being, if, the, if they book Michael Chandler versus Tony Ferguson, the main event we're going to end up getting is Dan Hooker versus Paul Felder. 
<laughs> two replacement fighters. Yeah. <laughs> What's next for Felder, Jose? Is the question here. Um, that's tough, man. He's already. That's tough. Running, swimming, the and fight, biking. If they, if they, if if the Gaethje fight wouldn't be bad if they're both coming off losses and there is some sort of history there. I wouldn't obviously if my my absolute first choice would be Edson Barbosa to moves back up and we get the trilogy fight, but that's not going to happen with Barbosa at featherweight now. Um, Charles Oliveira, he's already fought and beat. That's tough, man. I think I feel like we have to have a lot of these fights play out before we can fantasy match make Paul Felder. Like right now at eight twenty three p.m. Arizona time, I don't think there's any clear cut person for uh, Paul Felder to fight next. Look at Arizona not respecting daylight savings. What's up with that? Yeah, because we're the forty eighth state, bro. We 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 were like <laughs> we're the last state in the continental United States to be founded. So of course we're not going to. Fall for this skullduggery that is. What about uh, the farmers? What about the farmers? Jeez. What about them, Casey? What about them? You 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 said the time in Arizona was such like I don't know. There was there was <laughs> yeah, there was dude, a tone ben I did Fra- not like about the, the way <laughs> Ben you said Franklin the time. Can kick, Ben who who invented daylight savings time? Ben Franklin was he the one that proposed it? Kick rocks, Ben Franklin. All right. The uh, the that only is. name <laughs> that I can see the only name that I can see that's unassigned that Felder might consider fighting if only because uh, he's still got a bit of a name. Uh, and I think it'd be a bit of a wait. It'd probably be till next year uh, when we see this guy again. We, we don't know what exactly where he is, but Ali Akinta might be the only fight. Again, that would, I think that would be a fight because I remember Paul right? Felder giving an interview saying he was like naming a few names that might get sure. interested. And Al was one of those names. Yeah, so yeah, that but was, I, don't, I but forgot I, about Al. Yeah, yeah I, I think he's definitely well, aiming higher than that. But as far as unassigned name, like people he wouldn't have to wait for, and they could start like talking about it now, or you know, waiting for whenever I can. Does uh, I'm, I'm not sure what he's out for, but whenever he's ready to fight again, like you could start those, you know, you could start those talks and negotiations this week, right? And so, you know, set something for mm-hmm. January, February, March. I don't know. I interviewed Felder right before the the Fight Island, the first Fight Island trip, and he said that he was offered Ally Quinta, and he turned it down because it wasn't mm. a big enough fight for him at the time to get him to yeah. get him back into it. But maybe that's now, maybe now that he seems to be fired up about it, I like that matchup. Spoiler: that's probably going to be my pick for on to the next one, unless maybe me I have too, this we'll epiphany say. tomorrow morning. <laughs> but yeah, we'll see. I'm I'm not against a rematch with Charles Oliveira. I think Charles Oliveira is a, a different fighter now. Not a different, fighter, but I think he's a better, mature, more mature fighter. Um, I don't know if Paul would take that. Um, but yeah, that's also, like, would they, I would, I would absolutely love that fight, and I know like Oliver would take it. I was more viewing it as a. I understand. Paul yeah, yeah. I just, yeah, I just yeah, think, yeah. I, I just I think, think love that fight. Yeah, I, I just want, you know, I just want to see Charles Oliver back. I'm tired of like, like, like what happened? To, I just want to see him back. <laughs> Need to see more I Charles Oliver. All right. Uh, <laughs> well, Con- Conor McGregor already <laughs> tweeted after he gets done with Dustin, he wants to fight RDA. Really? Yeah, he just tweeted. He said, Dustin first, but I'm I'm down for it all. Throwback to this classic. Look at Dana. Ha, ha, ha. Vintage MMA entertainment, El Chapo. And it's a photo of him posing like El Chapo. Oh, there we go. And that is, ver- that is verbatim what, what he tweeted. Fantastic stuff. Do you guys <laughs> know what rounds that judge gave to Felder? Do. Oh. Do you have it, AK? Oh, I, I can bring it up. I can pop it up in a second. Yeah, bring it up. I have to see this ridiculousness. Uh, I'll say it as as Casey's point up. He gave uh, the middle three, two, three, and four for Felder. That's insane. Uh, okay. Now, 
Now let's. Uh, all right. Now let's look at the striking numbers. Three is so, the weird I'm, one. Stop assuming striking numbers. This is MMA, man. I'm saying. Striking I'm just saying. Numbers. Well, the, I'll say this: the stats they showed at the screen were apparently not even close to accurate. I think. I think the stats They're, they showed at the screen were like. It was like it was like Felder had like had like more than like thirty more significant strikes than RDA, which is which seems impossible. Michael Bisping was yeah. were doing those stats. Those were not real yeah. stats. That was Michael yeah. Bisping stats. Uh, here are the UFCstats.com <laughs> stats, which are much more accurate, which you usually put up after. Uh, very, very close to significant strikes. 98 total significant strikes for Felder, 92 for Dos Anjos. And then you add in the you add in the takedowns and control time. It's not even close. So um uh yeah, I I I could see maybe giving a round to Felder. I would have had a 50-45 uh Dos Anjos. But three rounds by my my brother Chris Lee. I mean, my 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 brother's name actually is Chris Lee, by the way. But that he's not an MMA judge. I assure you. But I always joke he's my brother. Uh, but yes, uh, Chris Lee, uh, you should be embarrassed. That is a terrible, terrible, terrible score. Uh, you have to explain your you know, and he should have to. Uh, Sal D'Amato had one of these earlier tonight as well. And you guys should have to explain yourselves before you are allowed to coach to to be booked for another fight. That's horrible. Got him. So. Our, uh, our our good friend and between the links panelist in the past, Aaron Bronsetter, tweeted out: Judge Chris Lee, who scored the main event for Fall Felder, has been involved in ten UFC slash Bellator split decisions in 2020, and was the dissenting judge in seven of those ten. That's not good. Yeah, that's a that's, that's a, not good. That's a pattern. I tweeted that was God. worse. Yo, that was worse than the 27 26 Yoder. <laughs> at least that one got the right winner. You know. Dude, why? I couldn't believe. I, I wish I was at this card. I wish I was at this card. So it'd be like Dana. <laughs> Dana. Fixed it. Fixed there was Dana. a lot of. There was a Being lot going true. on the cards tonight. A lot going on in the cards. I love when I watch boxing events, and before the main event happens, they go over the judges and what controversial or significant decisions they've made i think that's a fantastic yeah. thing boxing they, does and i've never seen it done in mma i don't understand remember when they used to show mma judges faces on the broadcast yeah remember yeah. they used to introduce <laughs> them like make that happen so if i'm out getting a coffee and i see so and so judge i can walk up to him and grab him by the shoulders and be like what are you looking at stop buying coffee and go watch tape and then i can let him go is it is it are, are any of us why they don't are, show their faces are any of us against that we, know, we, we don't need to show their faces maybe no. But, but I would I would like a discussion on the judges who are calling, especially the main event. It's like, is is there any are there any fan, are people like no? I don't want to see that. I don't I don't get it. I, I, every time I watch boxing, I think it's wonderful. And um, yeah, because the, 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 because Casey, oh, oh I know, you know why. Yeah, I know why. Thank you know you. why, Casey? Because <laughs> because it makes too much sense, and MMA is a silly sport. <laughs> you call uh, it I don't a know, sport. Casey, I don't know if you're gonna. Are you gonna bring up a question about the Hanson McKenna fight? Uh, we we can just talk about it's, it. Yeah, it's worth discussing. I, I I didn't think it was a horrible scorecard. So uh, lead, did, lead, lead us into it. Tell, tell what happened. Well, it was a really close fight between two 21 year old prospects. I I actually think it was a better fight than the main event. I actually would have given them the fight of the night. Um, Ooh. with respect to uh, with respect to Felder and Dosanat, that was a great fight. Hot uh, but um, uh, McKenna won unanimous decision, 29-28. So very close rounds, very close scorecards. Uh, and I saw a lot of people right away calling robbery. I, I did not think mm-hmm. so, though I had scored the fight 29-28 for Hanson myself, but it was very close. Uh, and MMA decisions, I believe only two media members scored the fight for McKenna, and then the other, I don't know how many it is, 14, something like that, 14 people scored it for Hanson. So there was a lot of dissension there as well. Um, now, the scores, so the stats are interesting here. So Hanson did have more significant strikes, 67 to 57, which is actually 
a pretty good amount. I think anytime you 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 outstrike someone uh, significantly by, tw- by double digits, pretty good. Not overwhelming. Ra- total strikes. Oh well, you go round by round. It makes a difference as well. But yeah. uh, total strikes. McKenna one fifty six. Hanson eighty seven. So yes, I mean when we're counting total strikes, we're counting a lot of pitter patter. You know, little shots to the body, things like that. But I think when you get outlanded <laughs> that much, even in total strikes, I don't know if you can make an argument for a robbery. It clearly means that the fighter who who won supposed robbery was doing something. So very close fight. I think Hanson won, but uh, not, certainly not a robbery. What round was the swing round? Is it round one? Is that is that the round that people are, like, round three was pretty clearly. Oh, I think it was all over. The all three judges the judge, gave judges score it. All three judges gave one and two. Yeah, I think all three judges gave first and second round to McKenna and gave the third round to. Hanson, which is weird because I, well, it seems totally like forget, I'm totally forgetting the fight now. I thought I thought it was the other way. <laughs> Let me check this. Hold on. Uh, right, I that's discuss, the thing. Discuss the discuss like the fight amongst yourselves. It seems like everybody gave five. the third round to McKenna. Yeah, I thought the third like, round. Was, if, I thought the third round was a dominant round. I thought I thought the first. I thought the second round was Hanson. Third round was pretty clear. McKenna. I thought it was the first. I thought the first round was definitely Hanson. Took her back, beat her up a little bit on the feet. I might be forgetting it. You know, yeah. Was, was, third round two. Was, the, was the first round when she got her back when she was just holding her back and McKenna was just punching her a whole bunch of times or was that the second round that was the first round <laughs> so I, that's why I, I can see I get it I don't agree with it but I get it because Hanson just held on and got her back and I was like alright what are you going to do now and then she wasn't doing anything for a while and McKenna was just punching her a whole bunch and even she like looking at her she looked surprised like why is why am I like? Why is this so easy right now? Why am I punching and she's not blocking or moving to the next step? Because even the commentators were like, "I guess that's doing something." Like, <laughs> I get it. Like McKenna got to the dominant position, and I mean, uh, Hanson got to the dominant position, and then just like stopped for like ten seconds, and then McKenna was just like, "All right, let's keep punching you until you do something." So I get it, but I don't agree with it. I'm just trying to play devil's advocate. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, Mike, you're right. It was uh, all two judges agreed, uh, scored it the same way. First two rounds for McKenna, last round for Hanson. Uh, yeah, my, my beef with uh, as as cool as it was with McKenna, like controlling both of and, and again, this is something Hanson I think is going to kick herself for later. Getting her, getting uh, both of her arms controlled by one of McKenna's arms. It was, it was actually really impressive by McKenna and something again Hanson will probably be upset about when she when she watched the footage. But um, the, yeah, those punches she was landing, they were clean, but none of them were more impactful than the knee to the head that um, Hanson had landed moments earlier. So for me, that knee to the head is is really what made the difference in that round and why it should have gone to Hanson. But uh, I don't know. For whatever reason, the judges, I guess they thought those, yeah, those little punches in the ground at the end did more. They were certainly uh, counted in total strikes. I, I'm pretty sure they were not statistically in strikes. So um, yeah, that's why I disagree. But again, like we kind of just reasoned, you can kind of see why it happened. So sorry, people, you will not be seeing a robbery review uh, this week, we'll have a very special <laughs> robbery review. I will have a very special robbery review on Monday for people, ret- a retro one. So I look forward to that. But no, I, I think McKenna fought a great fight and um, Hanson fought a great fight as well. And I, I, I don't think either way it, it, it could have been uh, too wrong of a call. More important, more important. Who's going to watch Chick Fight, the movie now? That <laughs> It never came up again, right? It, the graphic never Dude, came up again. I don't that know. was so Yeah, because they blew it and introduced it during the women's fight. It was so uh, weird. And it said chick fight the whole time. Like, I was like, that was oh. awkward. That was, and they didn't mention, they didn't run the promo for the movie until after, right? If they'd run it before. Not only did they wait, been... not only did they wait to run it until after oh. when they were waiting for the judges' scorecards and they're both standing there just beat up and bloody in the middle. And you know how it says their names <laughs> yeah. at the bottom? Yeah, yeah, in the yeah, middle yeah. of it, you know how it, it usually says like, 
like corn nuts or monster <laughs> yep. energy. It was like decision. Chick fight. So if you just turned tuned in, <laughs> you were probably under the assumption that the UFC was reminding you that two girls just fought. Yeah. And it's this gaudy, like pink, like, like, uh, bouncy, yeah, yeah, like yeah. rectangular graphic. It's, it's one of those neon pink. It's like, like one of those movies you order at the grocery store in the red box. You know, it's like, oh, Leslie, Leslie Smith was <laughs> not impressed. She was all over it. And, and, and it was she bad. wasn't wrong. I, I, well, I thought, I thought, I thought, I thought it was somewhat innocuous. Cause I'm like, okay, as long as it comes back through the rest of the night, as long as it's sponsoring all the fights, then fine. It never came up again. Whoops. That was whoops. I had um yeah. I I had a, a friend watch coming over watching the fights and she and, and she doesn't watch fights and I was just like I apologize. I was just like I apologize. <laughs> I apologize on behalf of the UFC, <laughs> on behalf of MMA, on behalf of the, 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 the film, the, the, men in general, the human species. Case, uh, I just I my, my bad, my bad. So much disappointment. <laughs> so much disappointment. All right. <laughs> I scored I scored that fight thirty twenty seven for Hanson. I know Ooh. you did. You were, and you were demanding, you were yelling at me on Slack, demanding a robbery review. And I said, no. I said, no. It cost, the I, judges we, cost me a perfect fight card again. <laughs> uh, that's that, a, yeah, that's really that's in a row. And, and again, second week in a row. I do think Hanson won. I do think Hanson won, if I'm being honest. But, well, you should really blame Tanner Bowser, not just the don't, judges. You don't, you got to pick who you think is going to play. Like, who, like if, if, if I see two fight, if I see, um, a fighter I know, like if I see anyone fight Dennis Bermudez, I'm like, Dennis Bermudez is probably going to win, but he's going to lose in the end because that's just, he loses every single split decision, you know? So if I see Dennis Bermudez, he's going to lose a split decision. So that's how you got to, don't, don't pick who you think is going to win an actual fist fight. Cause this is in pride. This is the UFC and split decisions never go to the right person. Unless your name is Rafael Dos Anjos. No, right. Mike, you've got to be like you've got to be like me and just never even come close to getting a perfect card. That's the problem. You're getting too, it's hurting <laughs> you too much. You're off by one. Me. When you're off by like three or four every week, you don't care. You're breezy. <laughs> <laughs> you were the, uh, the new Guillermo Cruz. <laughs> my, my son was like coming up and down and watching like a lot of the fights with me. And at the end, I was like, "So, what was like your favorite part? What, what stuck out to you?" And he goes, "Goes the yellow haired girl had her hair in her face. She needs to get a haircut or something." Not wrong. Okay, the pink scrunchie. I've never yeah, seen. She, I've never seen a fighter at this level not braid their hair or anything. I can't. I was like, "Is, is, is she just fighting in a ponytail?" I was like. <laughs> Right. She, yeah, she is a, the one thing he noticed out of everything tonight was that her hair was <laughs> in her face. Chick Hanson right? McKenna are, are talents though. Like how, how messed up is it that they yeah. they look more advanced than uh, Granger and Yoder? Uh, with respect to Granger and Yoder, if you told if you asked me who who's been fighting for whatever oh yeah. uh, for I don't know like four years or who has t- you know twice the amount of experience as two girls, uh, I would have thought it was the other way around. I would have thought that Hanson and McKenna were the more experienced <sighs> fighters. So. Very yeah. impressive from from those two. I, I hope they get some sort of bonus. Unfortunately for Yoda and Granger, there's always that one fight on the card. You gotta go. Why is that so high on the card? No, <laughs> it supposed to be. It wasn't right. It's their. It's not their fault that no. That was one of the cards that was. Bumped. No, no, yeah, you can't blame them. I don't blame them. I'm just. You know, we can't fights, blame yeah, them. So. But I just, I was just wondering, like, what did they? I don't know. Um, let's talk about the other chick fight. Well, I we knew there was going to be something. I knew Casey Murata, fan number one. Hell yeah, dude. Casey, <laughs> after you. Wrestling. I am just e- extremely bummed out that uh, Kanako just looks so normal. Because I don't know if you've seen her on Ryzen. She has a big colorful outfits. A big, she wears a singlet. 
And she just kind of looked like she was just, I don't know, like whatever, whatever that fell off the Reebok rack. That's what she yeah. was wearing. So I was just bummed we didn't get to see her very unique personality. But um, that's what the UFC yeah. does. That's what the UFC does. Drains the color, drains the color, drains the the, the yeah. fire right out of uh, a fighter's personality, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah so, it's um, I'm, I'm just excited to see another, um, got, got a good wrestler in the strawweight division. And uh, I'm worried about her size, though. She is she is a small strawweight. That's always going to be a bummer. But um, yeah, she got her and her little Hulk arms. I was just um, <laughs> great great job by her. That was, a, see her that was back, a really, like her yeah. back muscles when she <laughs> yeah. was going for takedowns. I was like, oh my god, oh my god. <laughs> yeah. It's like uh, she is a I think she is a beast. Match her up with Tisha Torres at some point. You want to battle battle the physiques? My goodness. Um, but uh, she looked good, and, and I think Ronda Marcos really, even though it was her originally scheduled opponent, uh, was a really good test for her. I mean, she was toughing some down. She was you know forward to. to uh, Battle on some scrambles and really just kind of show off her Hulk like strength. Like some of those scrambles, she just walked through brute force, you know? Just it was like they would be kind of locked in position for like a second and you just see Mirada just flex and just like, all right, now I'm on top. I'm taking control. So, um, yeah, she was as advertised as far as being uh, an elite wrestler, a uh, really high level athlete, um, tough as nails. And, and you know, and, and Marcos, um, I said on like the previous show, I, I feel like a loss gets her gets her release, even though she took this on, on short notice and did the OC a favor. I, I kind of still feel that way. I, I really do. I don't know how they're going to go with Ooh, it. Um, they shouldn't. Cruel. Obviously, they shouldn't. They, I know. Obviously, they shouldn't. But but I do feel like the UFC is going this direction where we're seeing vet, you know a lot more young talent being utilized, young, cheaper talent being utilized. So keeping around a, a veteran like Marcos, who I know she's not exactly making you know six figures a fight or whatever, but um, you know if it's a choice between paying her or paying a contender series winner or something like that, Someone's going to get cut, and um, we've seen they've been, they've been making some cuts recently. Uh, she's a veteran. I think they like her. I, I just wonder if maybe this was the, their, their, their sign. Well, she now lost three straight uh, for the first time in the UFC where they say maybe they're going to cut ties. I hope not, though. Of course, I hope not. I hope Marcos uh, gets another shot. And I think Yeah, she, she also took her fight on short notice. I think the last three did. fights she's taken is on short notice. Miranda Granger versus Randa Marcos, loser leaves town. That's what I was trying to say. Oh, we're good. Miranda like Granger's got a win in the UFC. What? Miranda Granger's one and one in the UFC. That was her first UFC loss. Can't do her like Miranda that. Granger. She's on a two no, fight losing streak. She, no. she lost to a. She lost, she lost to she's Amanda lost Lemos. Two in a row. She has lost two in a row. That is not two. Oh yeah, you're right. Oh, I, I, yeah, yeah. I, the Hannah Goldie fight was the first one that yeah. she won. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's right. Yes. That to Lemos. Yeah, I thought yeah. I thought all of her fights up until that point just kept getting canceled. Yeah, so yeah. there you go. Okay, maybe you're right. Maybe you're right. <laughs> so what do we there do? So what do we do? So what do we do? Murata versus Yoder now? We just like mix and match the two? Winners yeah, versus Murata. Murata is way play. higher than Yoder. I think you give Murata some um, Murata. Um, there's like, there's like the problem is she's so good and the diehards know how good she is. And there's so many fights I want to see her take, but she's not going to get them yet just because she's so new. So she's going to have to work her way up to these fights that I really want to see. Like, um, uh, like I would love to see her fight Dern, but that's not going to happen anytime soon. She has to work her way up there. So um, I don't know off the top of my head who she could fight next. Felicia I know we're not going to see her, but I, 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 I don't care. I, I think I think she's ready. I want to see her versus Esparza. I love wrestler versus wrestler. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, that's a good fight, too. Two invicted uh, champs. Invicted champs. Re- respect the belt. Oh, yeah, Felice Herring, you're right. Felice Herring, Felice Herring would be a good one because she seems to get the, uh, like, I'm gonna, we're going to see how these uh, prospects are going to do. And Felice Herring is Carla Sparza's best friend. So she beats Felice Herring. Not only do you have a wrestler versus wrestler, you got a storyline. And that's what we want. Hey, boo-boo. Boom. Uh, Did your job spoil you. I want to point out how crazy it is that uh, Yoder almost um, almost had the first, she had the first 
I think, in strawweight, uh, UFC strawweight history against Siri. And then almost had the first 27-26 today before. Well, I mean, technically did have the first 27-26 before. Thankfully, that mix-up was... You know, people are saying... uh, 27-26? What are you talking about? That was the score? The buffer... That was originally what, the announced score. That's what they incorrectly oh, announced. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I, I didn't even listen to the yeah. score. Sorry. Yes. Okay. What? They, yeah, they announced 30-26 Yoder, 29-27 Yoder, and then 27-26 Yoder, uh, which was bizarre. So uh, people are saying it had to be Bruce Buffer's fault, but I mean, he doesn't add up the scores like on the spot. And it could just be he had a, a total brain fart like, and did, but how many times Bruce has he Buffer's, done this? In- <laughs> yeah. Bruce Buffer is normally a pro where I think it was, was it the Woodley Thompson fight maybe where oh. they, they had like the first one where they had like incorrectly had a decision. He looked at it and he brought it back to the judges table and be like, this is wrong. So like, I think they were going to announce that Woodley was the champ. And then he's like, no, this is a majority draw. Like, no, fix that. So I think Buffer is a pro. I don't think if he didn't make a mistake, it was complete like on the fly accent. Yeah. I feel like uh, some, I don't think he did the, the Based on what we saw from the judges the today, it, yeah. based on what we saw yeah. from the judges today, I feel like one of the judges wrote down the wrong score. I'm just saying. I, I feel like somehow maybe their maybe their handwriting was a little shaky. I'm not sure, but 27 26 would be a huge mistake. But uh, good job, Ashley Yoder, for making history. First 30 24, first 27 26 in the Strawberry <laughs> UFC Strawberry Division. <laughs> a lot of, of match making ideas tonight. Ryan wants to see Sean Strickland versus Edmund Shabazian. It's spoiling our show. I can't answer these questions right now. I can't answer. Legally, Jose, legally, are, legally yeah. we cannot answer these questions right now. We signed a contract that we have to save yeah, our predictions. And our, We've already breached <laughs> We've it several contract. times tonight. We're in trouble. We are, Mike, we're in trouble. I know. We're, we can't get them all away. I would what say. Do, what do you think about that? Jose. I feel like Shabazzian's what? In the top 15 already? Top 11? He was Strickland, the top, he, Strickland is 2 0. He was, I don't top, know. he was in top 10, got whooped up by Brunson. And then, right? Yeah. Brunson, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hmm. He's been kind of radio silent since then. Yeah. Well, he's been doing a lot with the Armenian uh, war going on right now. He's been kind of marching a lot. Who did um? Who did Bevan Lewis just lose to? Trevin Giles. That's make that fight. Giles versus like Strickland. Giles Strickland. Because like Shabazzian's in the top eleven. I don't think he should wants to fight anyone outside the top fifteen right now. And Ian Hines yeah. is sitting there at fifteen. So I don't think that's. An, I don't think that forms enough to get Strickland in the top fifteen. Yeah, I'll be honest. Uh, not only does Shabazzian, like you said, he has he actually has a ranking. I think Strickland is too much for him. Right from from what I've seen from Strickland in the last two fights, I think Strickland's too much for him. Strickland has looked incredible, and I I, I would remind people he is technically four zero com- competing higher than welterweight. I mean, I would consider tonight. I would consider tonight essentially a middleweight bout. How so Strickland how Strickland look better than Shabazzian? Well, wait, 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 should, remember Shabazz- Israel Adesanya fought Brad Tavares to a five-round dominant decision, and Edmund Shabazzian put him away in less than three minutes. And even Strickland's last opponent—I forget his name already—the guy who was yelling yeah, at the fall, like Jack Mar- Jack Marshman. He him. He, yeah, he Shabazzian him. beat him like in like two blinks. In like in like two minutes, he beat him. So you're crazy, okay. AK. That was well, well, this two some, years. This is this is some, yeah, and this he's is some and he's just gotten too. better. Come on, yeah, man. he got better. He was uh, he, 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 he was literally a fetus in that fight. He's a grown man the, now. Look, uh, Strickland. I don't know what his grappling's like. Maybe he could have taken Marshman down, submit him. I'm not gonna take. And I'm not gonna take anything away from Shabazzian either because he did it. It's it great. sounds like he, he did already. Finish. No, I'm not. But I'm just saying that the three <laughs> round the three round beating that Strickland put on uh, put on uh, Marshman was not that much less impressive. He whooped his ass. 
he beat other he just couldn't finish him but i mean maybe marshman's really tough to finish in, with the striking i don't know marshman oh, also was not for Shabazz, marshman yeah. marshman also <laughs> he 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 missed he Marshman also missed weight going into that fight, so I don't mm-hmm. like who knows what his weight cut situation was sure. entering that fight. Sure. But he didn't get put away, um, and he got he got tapped by Shabazzian in less than two minutes. I think Strickland is real tough. I think Strickland he's is, gonna be t- he's, he's gonna tough be to match make for right now. Man. He's, he's, he's real he's tough. tough. He's he's obviously it's, very good. He's obviously very good. So we're, we're, he's we're done with breaking him. Who who's his last two losses to? Was it uh, Dos Santos and Usman? Like he's unbelievable. I just don't think he yeah. you're gonna toss him to Shabazzian and favor yeah. him right away at a weight class. He's, he's only he's, two and zero at right now. He's he's done with welter. Well, he's I'd say four and zero counting this one as a middleweight. I count this as a middleweight bout. So he's four and zero. It's because uh, he's up to he him. twice. Pre- he twice previously fought a middleweight, but um, he he's probably can't go to one seventy. He looks huge. He's huge. I don't yeah. think he should try. Yeah. He's done. Okay. Brandon, Al- I think he's Brandon Allen, in my opinion, was like number 16 or 17 in that division heading into. Yeah, team. I agree. I agree. So, I, I mean, agree. you have to, you have to give him a top 15 guy at some point. So not to spoil the party or anything, but, uh, whoa, whoa, whoa. I think the most our contracts, Mike, I'm just, our contracts. I'm just going to say it. I'm just going to say it. I'm just going to say it. I, I will, mu- I will mute that- you. I will mute you. <laughs> I have the power. <laughs> The guy's coming off a loss, unfortunately, but I still believe he's in the top 15. Omar Yakmanov. I think that's the fight to make. Sure. I mean, that's it. Sean Strickland? For Strickland? Strickland. Yeah, that's the fight. Cool. Why not? Unless (laughs) unless you give him Chris Weidman. I mean, those are literally the only two options. Or Uriah Hall. And Uriah Hall probably deserves something a little bit bigger. Yeah. People, please tune in to Oxman. Wasn't Oxmanov just booked to fight? Wasn't Oxmanov just supposed to fight Vittori before catching COVID or something like that? Or was yes. it COVID? Or was it so why why wouldn't they just rebook Akmanov and Vittori? Or who's Vittori fighting now? Jacare? Weidman. Fighting Jacare. Jacare, he's saying. Okay. Weidman doesn't have a fight, right? Yeah, he's, Weidman, has Weidman does not have a fight. Hmm. All right. Um, actually, I want to answer. I don't actually know the answer to this. If someone can catch me up on the news. All right, what happened to Quinones versus Smolka and Anders versus Ahoyo? Uh, I, I know more about the Smolka situation. Um, Smolka got sick. He got sick today. Some nausea, some vomiting. He just he, couldn't. He couldn't fight. He missed weight. Correct on Friday. Yes, too. he missed, he missed weight it. by three pounds. Anders missed weight by one and a half pounds. So both fighters missed weight, and both were the reasons that their fight fell through. Mm. Uh, as as uh, Mike mentioned, illness for Smolka and uh, Anders actually was hospitalized. Uh, I don't know if Smolka also went to the hospital, but Anders ha- had to go to the hospital. He 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 sent out a message after he said he's fine, but. It sounds like it has something to do with, with of course, a tough weight cut. Um, so, yeah. Uh, uh, Smoka possibly as well, or it's possibly Smoka had an illness and that's why he couldn't make weight. That that I would find believable because he shouldn't have problems making 135. Uh, he used to compete at flyweight, has never had problems making 135 in the past. So I would think that's more of the illness first, and that's why he couldn't make it. Um, and there's, I think, maybe the other way around. Uh, but I, I, I'm not sure. It could be an excuse for both guys. Um, but, yeah, so that's what happened there. Uh, one guy illness, one guy hospitalized. And uh, we also had a, a fight, uh, Safarov and uh, who's Safarov supposed to fight? Safarov and oh, my brain's broken. F- did we were three fights? <laughs> Why did I bring this up? Were three fights yeah, lost in the week of uh, Marquez? Marquez yeah. was supposed to finally yeah. get a fight yeah, after yeah, yeah, two yeah, years, yeah. and uh, and Safarov had weight management issues according to the UFC. So that's three fights that were canceled, uh, possibly due to weight cutting issues in the last forty eight hours. So extreme weight cutting, it sucks. <laughs> Yeah, and like and like I'm pretty like weren't all these fights outside the main event essentially short notice fights? <laughs> I feel like <laughs> like assuming like, give them two months is a 
Uh, yeah. It's just, no. No. I mean, some like Eric Anders was a replacement. Yeah. So short notice. So, so yeah. So short. Yeah, he was a short notice replacement. Yeah. Like I'm just, probably three weeks. Casey, I, I was uh, I was kind of joking about this with you before before uh, earlier this week. Like, uh, how, like there's almost no fighters that were going into this card coming off of a win. Um, Murata, I think you said Murata was like the only one, and I thought like, oh, probably someone else besides Murata. And I was Brandon looking, I'm looking at my notes a couple. Here. Hey, Hanson. Who, who else? Who else? Hanson. Brandon Allen. She had bit for, correct. Hanson. Uh, Brandon Allen. Yeah. McKenna as well had won uh, on a contender series. Uh, oh, Strickland, of course. Strickland. Well, had, well Strickland uh, came in. Win. He was last second too. So I'm, t- I'm talking about yeah. like originally booked. Oh, yeah. right. Booked. Yeah. It was like, it's like four people. Yeah. Because uh, Al Hassan. Oh, uh, uh, Chaos as well. So like four or five fighters um, on a 20, on a 20, with 20 fighters who ended up, oh no, only 18 ended up fighting. But that's not that's it's not all about wins and losses, but that sends a weird message to fans, doesn't it? Even the main event was two guys coming off losses. These are these are these are fight nights. That's how it is. You know, these are, these are free. You ain't paying for this. <laughs> Got to keep that train moving. Yep. We were supposed to get uh, what other fights are we supposed to get? Benitez versus Justin James. We were supposed to get uh, Brian Barberina versus Daniel Rodriguez was supposed to be on this oh, card yeah. too. Before Barberina had yes. uh, emergency surgery, so Rodriguez yeah. is going to fight next week now instead. There were eight eight changes to this card, according to uh, Topology. Eight changes, and there only ended up being nine fights. So, hey, that's what happens. Like the UFC books fifteen fights, and every once in a while, yeah. we have a fifteen fight card. But yep. I think, and then that and that's when when this, when this whole pandemic card started happening. I, I I wanted the UFC to be much more lenient on more catch weight fights, more just because of crap like this. Because now now yes. we have, now we have dudes in the hospital. This is just stupid. <laughs> it's just stupid. Strickland, Strickland Allen was perfect. It was perfect. Of course, 195. Yes. Why, why is there any... I saw at least one or two comments popular on me on Twitter like, oh, too bad this doesn't really count uh, a Strickland like as, as a middleweight fight because it was a catch weight. I'm like, why? Why does it not count? It's yeah. two guys who are middleweights. <laughs> who cares? And then someone else said, well, as, lo- as long as they're not ranked, I guess I don't care. And I'm like, why does it matter? Weight classes are a fugazi. All right, they're fugazi, fugazi, fugazi okay? I, I'm sorry. It's, it's, I'm not saying they don't matter. Whoa, 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 whoa. What was that? Say it again. <laughs> it's like, uh, what's that? Uh, Matthew McConaughey and Wolf of Wall Street. It's, like, it's fugazi. Um, but it's, yes, of course they matter. I, I'm being overly flippant here. They matter, you know, because if we didn't have weight classes, then we'd have, you know, we'd have chaos. But as far as like, if two lightweights want to fight at 160 or 165, it's not going to change things in the long run. It's not that different than if they meet at 155, especially, I shouldn't say it's not that different. It's literally no different. Um, unless you're worried about, oh, well, these guys, if they're going to contend someday, they have to be able to make 155 on the dot. But that's a whole separate issue. And if you just want to see fights happen and you want to see fighters at their best, people, you should encourage as many catchweights as possible. Please tweet, tell Dana why you want more catchweights. Yes. I listen to everybody. He does, especially to us. He does in the media. He does. Yeah, he loves. He loves, he loves on to the next one. He <laughs> loves when we suggest things. Obviously, based on some of the We love our bantamweight picks. Damn, a little hat tip would be nice. Uh, well, hat tip would be nice, boys, but it's fine. <laughs> All what right. else we got? Uh, do, 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 do. Um, we guys we, are lively we, we, in the chat for such yeah. a lackluster card. Lively. Have we, talk, have we talked? Have we talked plenty about RDA? We get, we get an RDA or a lot of RDA. Stuff. They all they all stayed up to watch Crawford box, and they're watching us waiting for a uh, press conference from the UFC. Probably. Uh, that's why the fight. That's why this UFC card ended so quickly because they had an ESPN box. Oh, that was up. that's what happened. Okay, yeah. That's why. That's pay per view, uh, right? It's why. Uh, yeah. It's why Ortega Zombie ended so early because they wanted to get Lomachenko in there. 
Man, God, I love Owens. It's so awesome. Look at, look, look at MMA still, still, still playing second fiddle to boxing. I think it's an oh, ESPN forever. thing. Oh yeah, inferiority complex. Yeah, yeah. I see a little, some people asking, "Is there a press conference?" I don't think there's a press conference. Uh, it doesn't sound like it. I don't know. Really? I'm, I'm, could I be wrong? I'm not there. Unfortunately, I'm not I know there. Fel- I, I think Felder's doing post-fight show stuff now, but not a press conference. I think he's doing like ESPN plus. Uh, well, the loser. I will text and find out. Whoever loses does it sometimes. Uh, what was that question? Oh, who do you think Islam Makachev should fight next? From Sam R. Uh, we said earlier, just rebook RDA, right? <laughs> well, do, do, well do, do, is that the fight that makes? Assuming Makachev is is ready to go, you know, in a normal amount of time, you know, say he's he's normal, he can he can he can he can take another fight in two months, which mm-hmm. RDA would be good for. Is that do do we want to run that back? Is that really the fight to make now, or is have we kind of? So hold on, hold he's on. Got, uh, quick. Quick update: No Dana White apparently, probably just RDA. Uh, I text I okay. text someone on the scene, but we're right. we don't have no the feed. If people are waiting for us to put the feed up. We don't have it. Yeah, just yeah, just, you it's keep not gonna happen. Just keep waiting. Just chill yeah. with us. Chill yeah, with us, chill, pretty baby. Just chill. chill with us on here. Come on, we'll, we'll tell you the good stuff. What did you just uh, say? Did you, what did you just say? Okay, I said chill. chill with us, pretty babies. Chill with us in the chat. We'll take care of you. You're the man, AK. Keep going. Oh, thank you. That's uh, <laughs> keep, keep talking. AK, keep talking. Uh-huh. Tell us to chill. Islam Makachev. <laughs> Be cool, baby. Uh, Islam Makachev. <laughs> I think I can't remember what we said last week on our show, Mike, but I think, uh, Alexander, I think Alexander Hernandez is an option. Um, like we said, RDA, I think is a good option. Uh, Hernandez is the one I know. I, Hernandez is the one considering they were supposed to fight in Brooklyn already. Sure, I know. Go. I know. Uh, 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 I want from your what the heck interview with Hernandez. He wants one more in before he fight, fights Thiago Moises. I don't think Islam is going to fight before the end of the year, and I have a feeling Hernandez would rather fight Islam Makhachev than Thiago Moises anyway. Oh, uh, so I think that would be the fight that I would want to see considering they were already matched up to begin with. Of course, if Islam wants, if they want to give him a bigger matchup, sure. Like Islam deserves it. But if he just goes, forget, it, I'll just fight whoever I want to get in there. I haven't fought in more than a year. So be it. But other than that, the RDA fight wouldn't bother me. I don't He's think- got so many options right now, though. He's got so like, so there's, there's uh, uh, Drew Dober who needs an opponent. Uh, mm-hmm. Then you have Diego Fajera who is ready to step in and fight RDA. So there's an option. There's Benil Dariush. There's an option. So he's got, I mean, he's got top 15 options with guys that don't have yeah. fights right now. Yeah, he, it sucks that this happened for, for Makachev that he missed out on this fight. A, a very winnable fight for him. Very winnable high-profile fight. But I, yeah, yeah, he's not lack, he, He's not lacking for options. He'll, he'll bounce back. I, I don't think the lacking Agreed. of options is the issue. I think is who is going to accept a fight with him. I think RDA was in a position since he was at Watchweight for so long that he kind of needed that Makachev fight to get a main event. But like, these other guys, are they going to take? Is, are they going to? To me, he seems like one of the hardest guys to match up with, as far as from a, uh, from the matchmakers, like a guy like, oh, I'll fight him because it's going to be advantageous to my career if I beat him. But he, what, what's is this? I'm even ranked. He's like one of the guys that's super good, but not yeah. ranked, right? No, I think he's 12, 11. Okay, but yeah. And then, Islam Makhachev is twelve. The only people below him are Cowboy, Dober, Gillespie. And then Darius, Kevin Lee, Ayakinta, Fajera are the only ones above him that don't have a fight matched up. Only Charles Oliveira is sitting at six, and he just and then Felder's at seven. 
I think unfortunately for Makhachev, he's going to have to fight another guy probably behind him. Most likely just have to get a big win. Um, I think he just, unfortunately, that main event kind of status that he was going to get he's, uh, isn't going to happen again. He's in the same position Habib was a few years ago. Yeah, pretty much. Just hard. Like, like he signed two contracts to fight for the UFC championship against Eddie Alvarez. And he ends up fighting Michael Johnson. <laughs> like, it's just, it's hard to match make him right now. Yeah. Dober, Dober is have to, really interesting. It would. You're going to have to get someone like, remember when, um, Benson, was it Benson? When he fought Kabilov, he thought he was signing to fight Habib. So he's like, whatever, I just signed to fight Habilov. And then Dos Anjos asked for Habib. I, I know there was like the Tulsa New Mexico cards. I always get them all confused. Um, he's going to need someone like that. That's just like, for I'm not going, I'm not fighting for the title anytime soon. So I'll just fight a big name. And Islam is, has a big name. Islam is a big name. He's Habib's guy. He, Habib's obviously going to bring up a lot of eyeballs. You're going to, he's going to have to get someone that's just like, fuck it. I'll fight him to get any sort of big oh. name right now. Oh my goodness. Jose Young's after dark. <laughs> now we have to put now I have to put the explicit right. thing on the podcast network. Oh, Thanks, oh, right. Great. Just Thanks. Dropped the, dropped the kids shouldn't be kids shouldn't be listening. Kids shouldn't be listening to anything <laughs> where AK saying stay with us, pretty babies. <laughs> you know what? Uh, you know what I'd re- you know what fun I'd really like to see? Um yeah, there's a whole other category for that that we need to check off for that talk. Um <laughs> I know I think he's been out with injury for a while, right? But I'd love to see Islam and uh, Gillespie. Yeah, that would be, be fun. You have pretty eyes, yeah, okay? Huh? Kevin Lee would be <laughs> Kevin Lee. I think Kevin Lee would be a fun fight too because remember when Kevin Lee was gonna yes. fight when he beat Gillespie backstage case when we were in Madison Square Garden. Someone asked him, he goes, Gillespie, "Would you I fight about him when Jesus. when when you fight someone? Someone brought up fighting Kevin Lee." Uh, fighting Islam to Kevin Lee because Kevin Lee was on was on this run where he wants to fight everyone in their backyard. Like he's like, I want to fight Gillespie in New York. I want to fight Charles Charles Oliveira in Brazil. And someone goes, Would you fight Islam? He goes, Would it be in Russia? And they're like, Probably not. He goes, Nah. I mean, I want that fight, but only in Russia. I think Kevin Lee has been calling Habib out for so long that he might view it as a way to get his name on. He's not going to fight Habib, but it's obviously he can piggyback off of Habib's fans and just act a fool like he normally does. So I bet Kevin Lee Islam could be a possible fight too. Oh, I was thinking, sure. I was thinking Islam Gillespie. I love the, either one. Oh, okay. either one, but Gillespie hasn't fought since getting his head decapitated by Kevin Lee. So if, if yeah. he wants, if he wants the guy that's above him, Kevin Lee is sitting at 10 Islam sitting at 12. I think that's fun fight too. Do they pull Gillespie yeah. from the rankings? Has is, is it been that long? Is he just, I no, wonder because no, he was top there. ten. He was he was in okay. Uh, he's you know, he wanted the okay. Habib fight. He he wanted the Habib fight, um, or at least was working towards the Habib fight. He's certainly the guy who people said, "Oh, would be a good stylist matchup for Habib." That fight obviously is probably never going to happen now. So Islam would really be be the next best thing. Yeah, Kevin Lee's got so. I think he had like one ACL tear, and then as he was repairing that one, he tore the other ACL. Something <laughs> crazy like that. Um. More business. Why not? Shema- why not Shemayev and Chaos Fireworks? We just talked Someone about this that. kind of. Uh, yeah, that's come up. Yeah, yeah. we talked. I mean, listen. If 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 for some reason Leon Edwards cannot make it because of the second wave of of COVID and he can't get out of the UK and you need someone to fill in, I don't know if it's like. I mean, Shemayev is the main event. Like Shemayev's the A side of any of these mm-hmm. conversations. I'm, I mean, just the way that it is right now. So, sure, why not? Is Chaos Williams all hype? I don't think he'll have the star power like Hamzat Shemaev. 
I, I don't think he's all – look at the guys he's beat. I don't think he's all hype at all. I mean, Alex Morano is no joke, and he knocked him on 27 seconds. And then Abdul Razak Al-Hassan is no joke either. Oh. He's a guy who typically finishes his fights in the first round. He knocks out him in 30 think, seconds. Remember when he did Nico I Price? Think, I think I – think, yes. I think this uh, – I think Chaos Williams is really talented, and I think his next fight is going to be the answer we all need. Because let's not forget, Alex Morono did a whole fight camp preparing for Diego uh, Diego Lima before they the last minute switcheroo to Chaos Williams, who was making his UFC debut, if I'm not mistaken. So I can't imagine Alex yep. Morono had any sort of time to prepare or get ready or had any idea that Chaos Williams hit that hard. And then. Um, Abdul Razak, I was coming off a loss, and he probably just wanted to go in guns blazing. He goes in guns blazing anyway. He plays right into Chaos Williams' hands. I really think whoever Chaos Williams fights next is going to be the is going to show if Chaos Williams is the real deal or not. Because right now he looks like the real deal, but like me, I still have questions, which means probably a few other people have questions. I think to uh, me the, the issue is Chaos Williams isn't isn't sitting at a table next to Dana White watching fights. Yeah. That's all it is. If yeah. if Dana was just like Chaos Williams, oh my God, I'm gonna get his I'm gonna get his name tattooed on my forehead. He's so good. If he was treating Chaos the same way he was treating um Shamaya Hamza. Hamza, yeah, we would we would be talking about him. But um I don't I, I don't think Dana Someone has even mentioned his name ever. He shook his hand at the end, but that's about it. Yeah, and he said that was one of the, the most whole, vicious knockouts I've ever seen in yeah. my bleeping life. That's what he said to him. And you come to the press conference and you say that, man. Someone in the chat says Chaos versus Rachmanov, and I'm like, I really like that fight, but I don't think time, the time. I don't think it's the time right now. Now that's like, yeah, and th- that's that's even more puzzling because Rachmanov is like, I mean, he beat, he submitted submitted Alex Oliveira in the first round. That is more impressive than anything Hamza Chimaev has done, if we're being honest. Like, the Mearshart knockout was just ridiculous. It was laughable. Like, you're just like, wow. I Like, that is just unbelievable. Like, no one could have expected that to happen. But to submit Alex Oliveira, who missed weight in his UFC debut on short notice like that in the first round, that was probably the most impressive win of, of all of them, if we're being honest here. So, um, no uh, hype for Rock I want, at all. Not I wanted to... Address the chaos. Sorry, guys. I was, I was, I've this whole time I've been looking for a picture of Chaos Williams in the suit he was wearing afterwards because, uh, <laughs> no, if we're talking about star power. I just, uh, Casey, I just sent you the uh, a tweet from our, our good friend Jessica Crystal Crew. Um, we had a couple, which has a couple of images, so I don't know oh, if we can get that up there at yeah, some point. But, um, he looked fresh. He had a he, <laughs> what, what drip, drip, drip. What do they say when someone's like redressing really? I wouldn't know because I've never done it, but. Uh, when someone just really well, they got that, they got that drip, right? So uh, he looked, he Look. certainly looked like a star afterwards. He's certainly dressing like a professional, which, uh, you know, not a lot of fighters can say they do when they're just two, oh. two UFC fights into their career. Um, I just looked up looked, a list. Of, looked good. I looked up, I looked up this list of welterweights on the ranking MMA mm-hmm. site. Chaos Williams is sitting at 44 of like the top 50 welterweights right now. There's a few names around him that I wouldn't mind, actually. I hadn't even thought about it. Like uh, Dago Lima, Lyman Good, um, Max Griffin. Um, uh, who else? I, j- I literally just saw another name that I would be like, I would be, I was, oh, Brian Barbarana sitting right underneath him. So there's a lot of great welterweights. I just don't know if you, but these are all names that are going to test him. And I think for me personally, I have questions about him just how good he actually is, which means I'm sure other people still do. I think he's awesome. I just, 
this next fight is going to answer a lot of questions. Randy Brown is is in that should be in that conversation too. I think. I think there's a lot of fun fights for him. Give him Diego Sanchez. Sure. Why do you? Fight? <laughs> no, 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 no. If Diego's going to fight, not. how dare you? How dare, who's how dare you? How dare? Who be mad? Who beat Matt Brown? Who oh, beat Matt Brown in Baeza, Jacksonville? Baeza. By, Miguel Baeza? Oh man! Yeah. sign me up, man. He's fighting. That's He's two. Fighting. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's yeah. right. Fun fights, though. And I just got to say that that punch that Williams landed was spectacular. The way he split, like he anticipated that leg mm-hmm. kick. Actually, like, um, how do you say his opponent's name? Al-Hassan. 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 Like, he didn't really make any technical errors. Like, he just he just split that guard and just hit him right on the chin. Just an incredible what a, punch. Just an incredible punch. Incredible timing. What What about, like, Jake? What about Jake Matthews, the guy that beat Diego Sanchez? Don't mind that. Yeah. Don't mind that. Yeah. Does uh does the leech have a I don't fight? Think is he fighting Dwight? Does he find Dwight Grant? Am I or am I imagining is, that? He is he was scheduled to fight Dwight Grant, I believe. Uh no, I gotta look Lee, up, right? but leech, leech, leeches, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Winner of that. Um, There's a lot of fights for him to take. Yeah. Sure. I, I think Jake Matthews, I wonder what would probably want to fight someone with a little more of a name at this point. Um, I don't think so. Yeah, too, I don't yeah. think he, he should. I don't think he. I don't think I he should object to that matchup if it comes along. But he probably wants more of a name. But uh, yeah, I mean, look back to Sandy Pham's original question. Uh, no, no, he's definitely not all hype. Uh, will he have the power of Kamza? I don't know. I, I would love to see that fight happen for sure um, because I've been look. I've been number one on the we're pushing Kamza too fast train. I think everyone knows this, but obviously there's no stopping it now. Like you guys mentioned, he's chummy with Dana White. He's been saying all the right things. He's traveling. He's wheeling and dealing. Um, and now he's you know he's got to fight with Leon Edwards. So. Uh, yeah, there's really no stopping it now. Maybe if he loses that fight, they dial it back. Somehow, I doubt it. That's just not really how the UFC works. They're not sensible like that. Uh, and and frankly, Edwards' fight, he can win. Uh, I don't know if I would pick him, but it's it's certainly a win-well fight for him. So um, our fr- no, our no, good no. friend Farah Hanoon is all aboard the uh, Chaos Williams versus Manir Lazez train. Ooh, yeah, I'm about it. I am about it. I, yeah. That's that. If I have to pick, that was my initial answer. Like that's the fight I want to see overall. I think it would test yeah, both men. The timing, the timing for both guys is completely different. Like Chaos got in on a pay-per-view in front of a capacity crowd in Houston with like and and with space. Cause like I mean, I think some people knew like this pandemic could could create some chaos. Most people didn't buy into it. And then Hamza jumps on Fight Island in this unique, crazy circumstance and gets a quick finish in a dominant fashion. Like if Chaos Williams fought Alex Morano in July on Fight Island he might be in a totally different position right now. He might've fought two weeks later and got another knockout. And then we're, you know, we're talking about chaos Williams instead. So just, you know, it was a reintroduction, so to speak, but if you're chaos Williams, you want to get your ass back in that octagon ASAP. Like if something comes up, they call you and say, Hey, we got a 170 fight on December 5th or December 12th or December 19th. You best believe you're signing that contract and you're closing out the year in a big way. Like you have to do it. That's why if they, if for some reason, Bilal, like if they offer him Bilal, you jump on that thing with both feet. And even if you lose, great. You're still, you got some momentum. You're taking a risky fight against a guy who probably should be in the top 15 against a, with Bilal Muhammad. So he needs to, to get back. He needs to get one more in at the end of the year is what I'm trying to say. The Bilal yeah. fight makes him Check well there Yeah, that'd be, I mean, it's perfect. Bilal needs an opponent. Chaos got some hype. Jump on it. Oh, Jessica. Hi guys. Okay, so maybe he didn't win, but I told y'all Paul wouldn't get yeah. finished. Who said? Yeah, who she said told Paul you, would be she told you Jose and Jose and Casey? She told you guys. Yeah, I said. It, I said my exact phrasing was: if there's going to be a finish, it'll probably come in the later rounds. And I would assume 
Rafael Dos Anjos gets some sort of arm choke like he normally does, like the Magni and the Kevin Lee thing. My pick wasn't Paul Felder gets finished. I said, if there's going to be a finish, this is the most logical path to a finish. That was still kind of friendly, yeah. Jessica. I think she was on Twitter and said uh, she had cracked open an alcoholic beverage, so watch out, be, be forewarned. <laughs> oh, we're getting that was some still of that. Pretty nice. That was still a pretty nice co- uh, comment. Though. She at least said hi, guys, first before trying to rip us. Um, What's up, dog? But no, Mike and I had both said, uh, <laughs> Mike and I had definitely both said decision. Uh, we have the topology uh, picks graphic to prove it. Yeah. We always flash out as evidence. I, so. I, I said I said a poo-poo snooze fest. Decision win for RDA. So I, I win. Oh, wow. That one fight of the night, brother. Um, no, I, <laughs> I, I, I really think that uh, I thought that I really thought the McKenna Hansen fight was a little bit better, though. But it was just really great to see. I mean, you, you just Felder's effort was just incredible. You know, that's it's, it was hard to ignore the storyline. Right. If, if you if you knew the storyline, it was definitely hard to look past that and not factor that into the action. Well, how about, uh, how that about, you were watching. How about the, the, the fact that the UFC let a 12 year old fight in McKenna? Oh, my God. <laughs> Like, she's tw- she's 21 years old but my goodness uh yeah yeah like in her post interview i was like good lord she looks so young yeah uh mckenna but, you know, mckenna she, was way better than i thought she was gonna be like i thought mckenna oh, I, had like I, a lot of talent and i thought like it would take her some time to get there but man she she impressed me tonight like she's yeah she's someone to get really excited about no doubt about she it she got like, in right a lot now, of precarious she was in a lot of precarious situations that I know a lot of the narrative with uh, Hanson was like, I'm not, I'm, I'm a veteran in this game at 21. McKenna was in a lot of precarious situations that a lot of people, a lot older than her and a lot more experienced probably would have fallen to. So yeah, McKenna looked awesome tonight. Oh we yeah. I did. was, I was way off of McKenna. I, I, I called this a showcase fight for Hanson, the preview show. Mm. I was like, Oh, this is just, uh, uh, yeah. I was going through Twitter and like, she was getting in a lot of these like submissions. It's like she was stuck in submissions and all this like this grappling stuff. And one of the, one of the, I can't remember who tweeted. One of the fighters was like, cause McKenna trains at alpha male with favor. Cause Uriah Faber was in her corner. Sorry. He's like, I feel like McKenna has been in all of these situations with everyone at alpha male. Like all the chokes are like rear naked chokes and guillotines and all these crazy things. Like, and they're all her size over at alpha male. So it's like, I feel like she's been in a choke or two in alpha male when she's been training. Okay. Sure. Important question. that hasn't been brought up. Um, what do we think of Paul Felder's mustache? I hope it stays. Great. Phenomenal. 10 out of 10, good, 10 yeah. out of 10, good time. Outstanding. Yeah. If that, I had a mustache. And, that, and that's why he had the performance. Yeah, that, that, that's why he got the performance. It, it just, you like, know how, remember? Did McKenna, did remember, McKenna have a mustache? Nope. No, remember, she's going to work on that. <laughs> remember uh, when Angela was on, she was like, yeah, the Afro definitely absorbs some of the damage. <laughs> I'm just saying. Mustache. Has to. I'm just saying. He looked... He looked like he should have played for the Red Sox in 1987. That's exactly what <laughs> when everyone like. when everyone was doing cocaine and acid and going out and pitching. <laughs> Red oil can boy everywhere. Yeah, man. actually, yeah. Now that you mention it, yes, he looks exactly like <laughs> oil can boy just going out there, just seeing things that aren't there, and still pitching great games. Looking like Jody <laughs> Reed out there. Shout out to Oil Cam Boyd. One time he stole my seat at a Celtics game, and I had to kindly remind him he had he did not want to hear it. Wow. Oh, I'm glad somebody brought this up. Thoughts of UFC 255 fight card next Saturday. Mm-hmm. I think it's I'll be real, there. Like Jose will be there. Listen, <laughs> here's here's what I want to say. And I, I I think I spoke about this maybe last week or two weeks ago. I know when you see flyweights at the top of the card, you poo-poo it a little bit. It's not Why? it's not Connor. 
It's not heavyweights. I, you know, no. it's, it's, it's don't, I, if you are a fan of the sport, like if this is like the first year you got into it because there's a pandemic and you're looking at this pay-per-view and you're like, Oh, I don't know any of these guys. Like, I don't care. You drop the money on this because the matchups are awesome. Like that title fight, Figueiredo versus Perez is really, really good. Valentina Shevchenko is one of the best fighters in the world, male or female. She should be main eventing this card. If we're being honest, there you go. She should be the main event. Yeah. She's fighting Jennifer Maya. She's probably going to win. She's probably going to do something pretty ridiculous that we're going to be talking about after the fight on the post-fight show. Probably get a million questions about it. Then you have Shogun Hua versus Paul Craig, which is just going to be barrels of fun. That's a fun fight. You got Kaylin Chukagan versus Cynthia Calvino. An important, an important fight. A very important fight. Yep. Yeah. Mike Perry and Tim Means. Uh, I'll tell you. I'll tell you the fight I am most excited about. We know this entire card. Brandon Moreno, Brandon on Brandon. Brandon Moreno versus Brandon Royval is outstanding. It is the so loser has to become the loser changes his name to Brendan. <laughs> Ooh, wow. Wow. Those are high stakes. Those are very high stakes. That will be the that is the best fight on the card, in my opinion. Walking Buckley's on this. Buckley and Walking Buckley. Yeah. Beverly Hills Ninja. Jordan, I guess Jordan Wright. Kyle Dawkins is back after that crazy fight with Brendan Allen that he took on like 48 hours notice and almost won. Uh, Jared Gooden makes his UFC debut against uh, Alan Joban, the very handsome Alan Joban. Uh, Nicholas Dalby versus Daniel Rodriguez is on this card. It's Dude. a good card. Daniel, so a real Daniel, good Rodri- card. Daniel Rodriguez is low-key one of the most intimidating men I've ever met. Like just how he carries <laughs> himself and looks. And then you speak to him and he's like the nicest cat in the world. Let me let me let me get to you. Antonina versus Ariane Lipsky is on this card. Violence Look, I know they weren't going to bump Shogun Paul Craig from the main card. That's fine. Shogun's a veteran; he deserves it. He's a name. Mike Perry to means should not be on the main card. They should have bumped that off. Mike Perry shouldn't Mike Perry shouldn't even be fighting. Okay, screw this guy. First of all, he's a loser. but I would have put the Moreno Roy Val fight on the main card. I, I would have put me this a real, real flyweight showcase. Which again, I know the words flyweight showcase to some fans and probably to some people in the UFC. Uh, probably makes their skin just burn at the thought of it. But we got to get past this weird stereotype that uh, I still see it. Like flyweights are boring. Some people still think women's strawweights are boring. Which again, we just saw a great fight between two twenty-one-year-olds today. Like, uh, and 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 did we did we not just have like Joanna Yachechik and like Zhang Wei Li? Was that not just the, like the best fight of the year? Like, what are we doing when we're 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 criticizing either women's MMA in general or the flyweight division, which flyweight produces has to produce Dude, the best fights of the year. Like people I, find I, the weirdest thing. Like people were complaining about Pitbull winning. Like people calling last, Pitbull. A, like MMA fans last, like, just need know, to like realize. Yeah, go ahead. What was the last like super memorable? Uh, and it could be wrong. It could have happened last week, and I could just forgetting because my memory is terrible. But like super memorable back and forth heavyweight fight. Am I forgetting some like really really good back and forth heavyweight Dude, just fight the, we had this no, year? Don't even talk about talk about tonight's card. <laughs> what was the most What was the most forgettable fight on the whole freaking card? Yeah. And the freaking heavyweight never, fight. Never, the most forgettable fight. Never, I watched that and I go, never, you know yeah. what? I forgot about it. Let's go on. And you would never You would never hear someone say, oh, we should get rid of heavyweights. You would never hear that. And I wouldn't say it. I say that. I say that. I don't know. No, I think it's a silly. I think it's a silly thing to say. And it's but it's just and it's just as dumb to say they should get rid of flyweights. OK, so uh, I'm not but I'm not speaking to our readers and our uh, our viewers right now, because our viewers right now, people who stick with us in these post fight shows are usually pretty smart. Uh, so you guys, again, I thank you always always for watching. I know I'm, I'm not yelling at you guys. This is tell your friends, tell your less educated friends, tell any Twitter trolls, people on social media you're going to come across that say this crap. You, you can blame me. Okay. You can blame me for this take. 
but I'm so tired will, of people thinking heavyweight or light heavyweight is like better than straw weight, uh, uh, men's flyweight. Like, no, that is absurd. Okay. And, and I really wish that UFC would send a message uh, next week. And yeah, look, I know a lot of people wouldn't buy it, but four flyweight fights on the main card should have been four flyweight fights. in the main I, card. I wish the they would have bumped up Roy Vell. Yes. Or Brandon on Brand to the main event, yes. or not main event, main card. Uh, oh, I right. wish they would have moved. I wish they would have moved Shogun and Paul Craig to the December nineteenth, and flipped Manel Cave to Pantoja to the main card. So it would have been three men's flyweights, two women's flyweights, and it would have been an f- actual flyweight showcase in the pay- mm-hmm. as a favorite well, card. To be to be fair, oh boy, the original plan was Manel Cave versus Askar Askarov. That was. Mm-hmm. In discussions, it was very close to being fight. done. In fact, I, I think it was done at one point, but for some reason, Askarov couldn't make it, so Cape got bumped back to the Pantoja mm-hmm. fight. But I know the Askarov fight was was very close to being done on this same card, so it just didn't Either happen. Way. Either way, this, this tell card you, does look good. Yeah, about order aside, this card does look really good. Yeah, I will tell you one man who is completely okay with it being on the prelims: Brandon Royval. And Brandon Royval was so fired up and happy about this that he said, he even said, quote, no one's going to watch the freaking pay-per-view anyway. So me and Moreno technically are the main event. That's what he said. And then he kind of caught himself. He goes, because I'm going to get fired now, but uh, buy the pay-per-view. Buy the pay-per-view, please. (laughs) Way way to sell your own weight division, Mr. Royval. (laughs) A lot of guys say that. Also, let's let's also, (laughs) just a reminder, I talked about it on A-Side, I believe, or Between the Links or one of the shows we've done. This is ESPN two prelims, not ESPN. ESPN two. Yeah, so people can't find yeah. it. That's where it is. Yeah, none of the, Yeah, this is ESPN two. If you want to see sweet, sweet Brandon on Brandon action, uh, you got to go ESPN two. <laughs> or I think it's. Or I think oh, obviously and the ESPN card, plus is yeah. also on ESPN or, plus. So yeah. the, the I don't I don't like the way you say that. AK. What Brand- sweet, sweet Brandon on Brandon action? Yeah, I love Lewis. it. <laughs> is, it the, is it is it is it the eye contact? Is it because I'm looking right at your eyes when I say it? Is that part of what bothers you? I don't know. Are we going back to Zoom? Oh, God. Sweet, sweet. Brandon on Brandon action. <laughs> I feel like we should have the saxophone of Careless Whisper in the background if we do that. We really going to have a card. We're really going to have a card. Some of those boxes on the monetization section this time. It, it really it's hurt. Fun card. It really hurt that Garbrandt's off the card because they just, yeah. I, I get the casuals needed that needed that name on yeah. the guy they've seen before and unfortunately we we know uh we know Alex Perez is a badass but w- w- has he been on a has he been on well, a fe- has he been a featured fight ever like uh, uh, a guy uh, Formica was that, that no that was a prelim right yeah like, i i, I can't even remember yeah. him being a main he has never he's never like, been a main or co-main he's, no. he's like yeah, no, I mean, and the UFC and the UFC is going to wonder, oh, why is he? Why are people not interested in him? It's like you don't showcase him. Uh, he was I mean, on the I, main yeah. card, January twenty fifth show, uh, ESPN Plus show. Yeah. Was that the Blades Dos Santos card? You are correct. Sir. I think yeah, he fought Espinosa, and bef- but then everyone else yep. above him, I think, deserved to be above him. I yeah. think that was Case RDA yeah, and Blades sure. JDF. So like, I get it, but but they're not showcasing these guys, and then they wonder why there's why there's no cat, no interest in them, guys. Yeah. You gotta promote. <laughs> I gave it. I gave him Maya. We don't. We, we no one giving Maya a chance. But Maya got showcased because Maya Maya was in a high profile fight against like, JoJo Carterwood. So we kind of had this momentum going with Maya. With like, Perez, look it just at, feels weird. Looking at fighter. looking at Al- Alex Perez fought at UFC 220 on the early fight pass prelim. So one of the ones that wasn't on FX at the time or the pay per view. He won. He beat Shorty Torres by KO. The other two fighters that won on the early prelims. 
Jane Wiley and Cheeto Vera. And look where they are right now. <laughs> Crazy. Alex Perez. Everyone else, making, and then uh, everyone that won in the, in the, on the prelim card, Alex, Alex Perez, I'd still favor above, above them. Like Pedro Munoz, Ricky Simone, Ricardo Hamos, Shaman Moraes. I would still put Alex Perez higher on the card than those, those guys right now. Um, Alex Perez, the keep, first ever contender series fighter contract winner whoa. to earn a UFC title fight. Right. Yeah. Yes. Right. That's good. That's, that's so there huge. You go. That's huge. Um, like, I want to ask that's what they should be selling. Dana White's like, everyone go look at this. We oh, got crazy. Yeah, they, 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 that's pretty much all they've been selling. Yeah, that's, I think that's the only selling point. Really, <laughs> Who could be the with. next Alex Perez on this week's episode of contender yeah. series? Uh, <laughs> I, I, uh, a little bit, a little bit of, you know, I'm the prince of positivity, but a little bit of skepticism here. Is there any chance that Shevchenko Maya is like an entertaining fight? There's really no, no nice way for me to ask this question. I, I, I don't expect like, it. Do you think, you think it's going to be like Carmouche, the Carmouche fight, the, the, the 25 minutes of something? Boy, what maybe it, not uh, that bad. Cause I think Maya at least has a specialty with which she can try to sort of impose her will. But I just don't think it's especially that she can impose her will on against Shevchenko. Uh, so, I, think, I think it will be an exciting fight. I think it'll be one sided, really? a one sided whooping. Oh, okay. Dude, my, I know Maya's been in some some whatever fights, but she's also been in some really good fights too. Um, mm-hmm. Just mm-hmm. I mean, dude, Maya just rolled through JoJo. What was wrong with that? You, that like no one, no one's rolled through JoJo like that since maybe uh, Jessica Andrade, and we know how good yeah. she is. So I mean, and and if, I don't know if you saw it, but Maya versus Porto when she won the Invicta belt was a great twenty five minute fight. So um, right. when Maya when she's in the right matchup, she is very exciting for sure. That's what I, I don't but, think that, that's our problem. Is I don't but, think but, it's the but right matchup. she's no different from Valentina in the sense. Valentina has been some crazy fun fights yes. when she wins, but she's been to some super forgettable fights. Correct. The second so, Nunez fight as well. Yeah. There's yeah. So um yeah. She's very dominant. It's good card. I got. I just want to get Casey yeah. fired up. <laughs> listen, listen, and I know she made way for the for the Calderwood fight. Jennifer Maya's weight is something. Is a story heading into Saturday, me, next Saturday's don't, card. Don't this get me true. excited. You know I love weigh-in drama. You know I listen, love weigh-in drama. Like don't. They want to br- get me started. They want to bring. They want to bring Lauren. Lauren Murphy has been discussed to be a potential alternate. Is that I know that there's been conversation between the two. I don't know. Oh, I don't know. I know they there's should. conversation between the two. But she should be ready. I mean, you do have Calvillo and you do have Chikagian, but I, I think Murphy is ahead of both of them right now in terms of yep. like who would get the shot. Murphy would probably take it too, but you'll hear more about that tomorrow on MMAfighting.com when that interview drops solo. Ooh, do we have anything geez. else? What do we do got? We yeah, I think we're I think uh I think we're good, gentlemen. I think we're good. We've gone um hour and twenty five minutes. My goodness. Yeah, Everybody we made sticks at Everyone who sticks around, you guys are the best. I don't care if I sound like a broken record, and I say this every time I do one of these post fight shows. You guys are the you guys are the friggin' best. I love you guys. He dropped the fr dash 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 word at the end. Dropped a friggin' sound like you're from Massachusetts, kid. Oh, I know. Again, look, when, so we're like the monetization Phillip, for this video. I'm like Philip Rivers. Uh, man. You guys are talking. You guys are talking sports. I'm, I'm lost, actually. <laughs> yeah, no one, no one has any idea what's going on right now. Alex, you know who Philip Rivers is? Of course, he was <laughs> the quarterback for the Chargers. He still is. No, no, he's on. He's on the Indianapolis Colts now. He moves closer to you. Yeah. Goodness me. Okay, okay. If oh, you wait. need to throw a ball 30 yards, he's not your guy. But if you need a quick check down to a running back or a tight end for three yards, Philip Rivers is your guy. Hall of Famer. 
Phil Rivers. Hundred percent. I'm not gonna argue that. Hundred percent is. I've heard some people. I've heard some people say it. maybe this. Is, maybe well, I'm those, people are, those people are stupid. Look who's in the <laughs> NFL Hall of Fame. Anyone can make it. Well, I mean, the numbers. Are uh, okay. Anyway, sorry, Mike. Mike Renison. Wow. Wait, 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 <laughs> wait uh, what the heck? Is, is there still a San Diego uh, Chargers? Are they still a team? Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. No, uh, no the LA Chargers. Oh, LA. I have. I live in LA. I had no idea. This is news. <laughs> wait, I thought. Not I thought, only, Casey, I thought the way I thought the Rams. Casey, wait, are the Rams a team? Casey, not only yes, are they LA in L. Casey, they're not in LA. What? They're in Englewood. Right. Oh. I can see. I'm like, what? Oh, there they are. <laughs> look, out your, look out your window. They're playing a game right now. They are. They right play, they're playing and they're, they're sharing the stadium with the Rams. <laughs> I had no clue. I just thought there was a bunch of traffic outside for no reason. All right. This is all. Small world. Small world. You know the, the town you live in. Has did, a you know, did you know the Raiders are in Las Vegas now? Why? What? What do you mean? Because like, they moved there. They, they moved. They're the Las they Vegas Raiders. That's why they built. They, that's why they built. Oh, that big, stadium. that big turdy golden turd thing. Yeah, and the side of the no, freeway. no, no, no. The golden turd is the T-Mobile Arena. Oh, the stadium is a big black one. Ah, it looks big. awesome. It actually okay. looks really cool. Uh, we have a comment uh, which I have to acknowledge. Jeremiah, and this is going to start another <laughs> half an hour discussion. By the way, Jeremiah K, professional chess better than the NFL. Uh, shout out to the uh, the Queen's Gambit and your Taylor. What a show that! Uh, hey, 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 I still, I still got a couple episodes watching. I'm not no spoilers. Spoiler, no spoilers. I'm not, no spoilers. Saying, I, I'm not saying it's my favorite show. It is a really good show. I, and anyone who has Netflix, there's no reason not to watch it. Is what I'm saying. Check check that out. The Queen's see, Gambit. See, if you love if you love chess, which like that? Jeremiah K in our comments, then go for it. See that chess board back there? If oh. any you any you you YouTube commenters want to challenge me, I got a board right there. We'll play. Don't you, don't don't come over here. So, I'm just joking. <laughs> you don't know where I live. Before we sign <laughs> off, before we sign off on facts, my brother Miguel, my younger brother Miguel, is a ranked chess player in New England. He's unbelievable. Oh, I want. I can end this on an MMA note. Wait, your brother, your brother's a ranked chess player <laughs> in, in New England. Yeah, that's he crazy, he like travels insane. to other states to play chess. Oh, in, and like oh, gets money England. for it. Oh, yeah, and like gets money for it. Yeah, it's not exactly a brain. It's not exactly a brain trust out there. So I mean, that can't be that hard. Yeah, so you know the birthplace um, of America. <laughs> How dare you? That, 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 that explains a lot. Yeah. How's that turning out? <laughs> MMA talk guys MMA show come on oh, did, yeah, you MMA, MMA. Angela, did you see Angela Hill's connection to the show tell me more you didn't see this Angela Hill's so Angela Hill so there's two uh, twins on the show one of the brother uh, so, oh yeah uh, one of the one of the actors who plays one of the brothers used to train uh, at the same gym as Angela Hill I, I think actually he knew her before she became a pro and she said on Twitter that uh, actually he was someone who encouraged her to go into professional MMA. So if you watch, uh, so there is an MMA connection to the Queen's Gambit. Apparently one of the actors uh, is a friend of Angela Hills and, uh, and it was a, a, a part of her career. And, and, and my connection to chess is I joined the chess club in high school because I needed extracurricular activity. Cause that's what my high school counselor told me if I want to go to college and look how you turned out. And now you're here in a, in a virtual room with us and all of these people. Paid off for you, sir. Your chess skills led to greatness. And here we are. And there's the music. Oh, by the way, the for those who want to... They're playing us off. They're playing us off. For those who want to hear more from Chaos Williams, you'll be able to hear from him on Thursday. On what the heck, he'll be there. Uh, along with a couple of former UFC world champs as well. So the lineup is loading up in a, in a fun and exciting way. So get ready for that. As UFC Vegas 14 in the books for now. We'll be talking more about it. On between the links, of course, on to the next one, which will probably drop in podcast form tomorrow. We're going to get those out early for all you wonderful folks. But that's it for Casey, AK, Jose. I am Mike Heck. 
Good night, everybody. AK, wave, AK. Oh, yeah, I like that. I like it. That's good. Brandon on Brandon. <laughs> Freak. You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. DraftKings brings you same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more. You can download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code VOXMMA. That's code VOXMMA for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 and over. Age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligible. Eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources.